Welcome back to the Hook and Fang Podcast. I'm Kurt Graves. And I'm Asmetics. How's your week going? It's going. The sanitized version. Yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's lovely. Everything's great. Everything's great. Um, life is amazing. Life is amazing. Um, Writing-wise, doing good. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I uh, finished up my Relic Short story. Um, Wild Contracts 3 is building out a lot more bones. And that dinosaur chair bones Bones. (laughs) and all the ways that. Yeah. Oh my God. We love bones in so (laughs) So many many contexts. Yes. (laughs) And, um, the dinosaur charity anthology Cretaceous crushes comes out next month. Wait. Yeah. Next month. Oh, so I'm excited about that. And I should be plugging it way more because I told them I would and I keep forgetting. (laughs) So yeah, next month on the 21st, it's, it's live and everybody should go buy it because it's super cute and I'm excited. Pre-order now. Mm -hmm. If that is a, yeah, yeah, it's pre-orderable. And I (laughs) think there's going to be paperbacks too, which is kind of cool. So, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good time. So if you like gay dinosaur stuff, get it. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. If if you're following this podcast, you you better. (laughs) How's your week been? My week is going fine. Uh, I am, as of today, a single dog dad for the rest of the week. Yeah. The husband is at a conference in Boston. Uh, so it's just me. I am you looking forward to some introverting. Love it. Recharging my introvert batteries. Yes. Uh, and also this week, my new podcast came out oh, officially. Yeah. Very so cool. So our first episode featuring Joel Leslie mm-hmm. uh, is out in the world. And um, yeah. Congrats. So by the time people are listening to this, it's been out for a couple of days. Yeah. Hopefully I'm still a working narrator <laughs> and I haven't made people so mad that i've been canceled oh uh, goodness but i guess we'll address that next week oh i gotta listen <laughs> so, to this episode then well i was gonna say we um i do recommend checking it out it's called the narrator roundtable our first episode is about identity in casting okay uh and we spend a lot of time talking about the fact that some of us me i mm-hmm. uh, think we should really work hard to cast queer actors in queer roles and that yeah. includes audiobooks uh and uh it's I'm I'm done being ashamed of saying that. Yeah. And like if people want to make an argument to the contrary, that is their prerogative. For but sure. like I for a long time have felt like I like somehow I was being discriminatory by being mm-hmm. like straight people stop taking the work of gay people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I'm straight people stop taking the work of gay people. Yeah. Yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean it's yeah, you have a good point. Like so. uh and so we we really get into that and Joel brings up some really interesting points and I have my own theories and mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. So we'll see. Okay. And that's episode one. Yeah. I was about to say coming out the <laughs> gate, like swinging. Oh, and then episode two uh, is all about working with co-narrators who don't do their jobs. I'm, I think I'm going to enjoy this show. Uh, yeah. yeah. So episode three, we talk about accents. So mm. that's more about the craft. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. But of course I'm we, sure we made that as controversial as it can be. Yeah. <laughs> but Oh my God. Yeah. So th- it is a podcast. Uh, I mean, there are, there are other podcasts out there by narrators about narrators. Mm-hmm. Most of them have focused on like the people. So they've been okay. interview podcasts about the people or they focused on the craft. Mm hmm. Ours is really about issues. Okay. It's about the topic of every episode. Yeah. Narrators talking about the work, but not the craft. Okay. You know, we're talking about the industry. We're talking about our colleagues. We're yeah. talking about things that bug us, things that could be improved, mm-hmm. uh, how to approach the work, like with a healthy mindset, like all of those things. Yeah. It is an issues-based podcast, not the standard well, I shouldn't say standard. It's not like there are that many podcasts out yeah, there about, about narrators, say, but sure. not what has been done before. It is yeah. a new format and a we're tackling some things that just don't usually get talked about. Yeah. Well, hey, man. Can you tell I'm a little nervous? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I'm picking up on yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So that came out Wednesday. Okay. Uh, if you're listening to this on Friday, mm-hmm. go check it out. The Narrator Roundtable. Cool. Yeah, and otherwise, we're—I mean, it's just business as usual in the booth, yeah. getting getting books done. It's also cool. tax time, so like I've got to spend some time this week pulling together all the receipts and yeah. making my report for the accountant. Yeah, I got to do the same, and I keep putting it off because I'm like, it's only February second. It's only February thirteenth. Right. Like this is going to be me up until like March, so I yeah. got to pull my shit together. Yeah. Oh. yeah. 
we're trying to finish that this week while we uh, while we have some spare time in the schedule. But yeah. nice, yeah. So that's what's going on with me. Uh, cool. After I finish the book that I'm working on right now, mm-hmm. I will be recording Faces by A.M. Rose. That's awesome. next up on the docket. Mm-hmm. That is our February audiobook of the month. It will be available February 23rd. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are a dear listener on our Patreon, you get it automatically. In your book funnel account. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you are a dear reader, you have a 40% coupon code to our online store. Uh, the online store where it is also available to everyone. Yes. Anybody can snag it as soon as it's alive. Yeah. Uh, and you will want to make sure you tune in next week because we will be making an announcement. Mm-hmm. A very special announcement Indeed. about our audiobooks and our online store. Mm-hmm. So make sure you come back to hear all about that. Uh, as well as uh, we will be preparing for the release mm-hmm. of our february 23rd audiobook indeed exciting yes. yes it is it's i finished prepping it it's just i'm, I'm really glad we picked it it mm-hmm. is such a sweet good feel good mm-hmm. low angst story for valentine's day awesome so this is the week of Valentine's Day, so I figured or Palentine's Day or Palentine's or Valentine's Day. Day. Yeah, however you you know or February fourteenth. Yeah, I was about to say if you celebrate the Day of Love, congrats. Yeah. Otherwise, it's February fourteenth, right. and who gives a shit? <laughs> but in the also, theme, who gives a shit? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm firmly in the who gives a shit. Yeah, camp. I don't care. We don't do Valentine's Day at our house, yeah. but. In my the, husband's not even in I was the same about to state. Say, he's gone. So gone. you're the best present he got you is you got to just be like chilling hey, in a week. Time. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I we've talked my husband and I have talked about this. Like mm-hmm. Valentine's Day is a made up holiday. Right. It we do not love each other more on February 14th than we do any other day of the year. Exactly. We're also not like huge like anniversary people. Like Yeah. It's just a day. Yeah. That's it's fair. It's just a day. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's totally doable. Yeah, it, me and Alex are the same way. Like Valentine's Day, whatever. Like, actually, it was funny. We were at the grocery store and they had a bunch of flowers out. And I was like, oh, I think I kind of want some flowers. And he goes, why? Uh. And I was like, those are pretty. And he's like, oh, I forgot sometimes you're a girl. And I was like, sometimes. Oh, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes I like girly shit. But yeah. they're just flowers. But-, but for the purposes of this podcast, we mm-hmm. care deeply about Valentine's Day. Yes. Well, we care deeply about romance and love and, and stuff like that. That is so our jam. Mm-hmm. So... Even though we don't participate in the commercialized Valentine's Day part of it, we I figured this would be fun to talk about like just fun like romancy things between our partners. Like, for example, what is the favorite your favorite romantic vacation you've ever taken? Mm, with, I have with a your very spouse? good answer for this. Okay, I think mine's gonna take the cake. Though. Yours is probably gonna. So kick I think mine's yours ass. should go first. Okay, I'll tell mine first, and then you can swoop in and make my like crap. I have, I have a really good one. Yeah. Okay. Fair. So my favorite traveling thing we've done, we, we haven't really gotten to take a lot of like vacations, like outside of wherever we've been living. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember, and this wasn't for anything, like it wasn't an anniversary or birthday or anything, but Alex basically was like, make sure you don't have anything planned on this Saturday. We're going to go do something. And I was like, where are we going to do? And he's like, a surprise. Yeah. Right. And I was like, okay. So Do you we, like that kind of surprise? I love that. Okay. I love it. So he we Good got up we got up really early. It was like six or seven in the morning. And we had some breakfast. And I was like, he was like, get in the car. We're gonna be in the car for two hours. So just, you know, we're gonna find a podcast to listen to or whatever, but like just know we're gonna be in the car that long. So we drove for two hours. I had no idea where we were going. He had something set up on the GPS, couldn't see what it was. Oh okay. yeah. And so we get out and we drive forever and we pull up two hours hours. Um, (laughs) and we pull up onto this dirt road and he's like, can you guess what it is? And I was like, are we going to like a farm? And he was like, no. And I was like, there's there's nothing out here but farms. Like, I don't, are you going to kill me? (laughs) 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 Oh my God. What if you've been like, I can't believe you guessed it. Uh, Who told you? Amazing. Yeah. So we like pull off into like this, it seems like nowhere. And then we, we arrive at this place and there's this huge metal sign made of junk and it says Jurassic Park. And I was like, what? Whoa. It was so cool. So apparently it is this um, man who makes metal sculptures and he has a whole garden of just metal sculptures that he's been making for like 
50 years or something because the guy was like 92. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, he just does it for free. doesn't cost anything. He just he just builds it. And apparently he does big metal sculptures for the rest of the town that he lives near. Okay. So like, um, like later on in the day, we were at the neighboring town like getting lunch and we kept spotting this guy's sculptures everywhere. It was so cool. So it's this old man walking around and he's the most charismatic dude I've ever met. He's nice. been doing this forever. So he asked if we wanted the tour. And at first I was like, no, cause I kind of want to just look around at everything. I'm so glad Alex was like, we're doing the tour. Right. You got to get the full experience. Yeah. So like he has Mama. a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He has a whole routine where he like takes you to specific ones that like move. Like he's got this big dragon one that like he turns these cranks and the whole thing like moves and flaps his jaws and wow. stuff. It is so cool. And then, there's Do a, I want to go to Jurassic Park? It's worth popping in and checking it out because it's it's been around for so long and like he doesn't sell his sculptures anymore because he didn't want to have to deal with like people trying to commission stuff because he's like, this is my art. I just do it mm -hmm. for fun. Like I'm not trying to make money off of it. Where in the world is this? I'll have to ask Alex. Okay. I don't know. Um, but I mean like two hours from here or two yeah, hours from Dallas? From here. Okay. So this is a recent it's a, Yeah, okay. exactly. So, um, and like his wife runs the gift shop and she makes like glass art so you can buy her art like within the store um and they're just delightful like because we oh, ended up so cool. hanging out there because it started raining so me and alex did in the gift shop for like 30 40 minutes mm -hmm. and just talked to these people about their lives and like how we got started and stuff it was the coolest thing i oh, loved it um so then after we left that we went to the neighboring town saw the dude's sculptures at like libraries and stuff and we actually found a really amazing cajun place that alex picked and it, like, I love Cajun food. And it was like, the people were from Louisiana. So it was real Cajun food wow. and it was great. So we had like amazing Cajun food. There was this awesome little bookstore that was like, like one of those cool uh, used bookstores that have like those big pillars of like bookshelves that you can kind of get lost in. It was mm. amazing. So it was a total surprise. And it was just a like, he apparently was looking up some fun places for us to go, right. found Jurassic Park and then planned an entire day around it. And it was like the most romantic, sweet thing ever. Well I loved done, it. Alex. Yeah, gold star. And so yes. he was like, the next one you have to do. And I was like, how the fuck am I going to top that? Mm. Like, you don't have anything that you're adorably obsessed with. Like, <laughs> I am with dinosaurs. Like, you like horror movies. What am I supposed right. to do? Take you to a take murder him to the scene? woods? Yeah, take him to the woods. Make him fear for his life. Yeah, I'll be like, you get a head start. And I just come mm -hmm. out with an axe. But yeah, no, I. it was just so cool. It was probably the best surprise of my adult life is him just being like surprise dinosaurs made yeah. of you know, metal so it was great that's awesome yeah i loved it that's good good job alex mm -hmm. yeah it was fantastic. sort of makes up for the fact that he forgets you're a girl sometimes yeah you know it's <laughs> fine <laughs> so my story is actually my engagement story. Love it. So I want to preface this by saying uh, that we got engaged in the before times. Mm -hmm. The before we knew J.K. Rowling was a transphobic jerk. Mm. So this has a lot to do with Harry Potter and Harry Potter World at Universal Studios. Gotcha. So we were taking a trip to Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, it was actually a gift from my boss at the time because Amazing. he was one of those people who liked to give lavish gifts every once in a while instead of like a living wage. Ah, um, not so amazing. <laughs> I, used to, I used to fall for it. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but uh, we, so he had, he, they had like a timeshare or something in Universal, like on the property. So he's like, you can go, I'll, you, you get there and then I'll take care of the room for a week. And I was nice. like, great, we'll go over my birthday. Yeah, love it. You know, so uh, we went for the full week. My birthday was on Friday. We'd been hitting the parks. We did a little Disney. We mm -hmm. did a little Universal Studios. We did the Harry Potter World a couple times. Uh, we had the pass for all of Universal so that you can take the Hogwarts Express between the two parks, mm -hmm. which is great fun. Uh, and we were coming up on the end of the week and we're like, well, which day do we want to go to universal? Like, cause we had like, I think a three day pass. I was like, well, you know, we've already done twice. Do we mm -hmm. need to go again? And John was like, yes, I think okay. we should go Friday on your birthday. And I was like, okay, sure. We will go Friday on my birthday. Yeah. We will go back to universal and we will do that. Yeah. Great. We have a plan that morning. Mm -hmm. We're getting ready to go to universal. Yeah. I have my little Merce yeah. that I've been carrying all week. Love it. And that has had all the stuff we've needed mm -hmm. as we move through the park. This time, John needs to bring his backpack. Random. And I'm okay. like, okay, well, I guess we'll put the stuff in your backpack. And he's like, no, 
<laughs> I will have the backpack. You will have your merce. Never the twain shall meet. Okay. And I was like, all right, weirdo. All yeah. Right. Mm. And, I, and I mean, at this point, we had like recently moved in together, bought a house mm. together. Okay. So were Our you kind of like. were intertwined. Okay. But also it was my birthday. So it's sure. like, mm, could just be a birthday gift. But mm. also I'm starting to get a feeling. Right. Right. So we, uh, we have a, a really wonderful day mm-hmm. and we are in, I forget which, what's where, because there's like the Hogwarts castle mm-hmm. part of Universal. Oh, and then Diagon Alley is the okay. other thing. So we were in Diagon Alley. We wanted to get to Hogwarts castle for sunset because they turn the lights on and I guess it's really pretty. Okay. So we're going to take the Hogwarts Express to get there. We wait in line. It's getting to be like pretty close to like the last train. Yeah. Uh, if if we're gonna like make it to the other side of the park in time to see this happening, mm-hmm. and uh, we are the next group to get on the Hogwarts Express. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever been there, like they have different lines, like you get sorted into different lines, and then each line goes into a car on the okay. train. Yeah. Every other line is let out to get into a car, mm-hmm. except for our line. And one of the attendants comes over and explains to us that somebody, in their infinite wisdom, on the last trip in the Hogwarts Express, mm-hmm. decided to change their baby's diaper inside one of the cars of the Hogwarts Express. Oh, my God. And they quite simply could not let us go in there yet. Yeah. Oh, no. And, it was, and they were so apologetic. They're like, we know that, like... We're reaching the end of the day. If some Mm -hmm. of you have like fast passes, like we're going to try to get you there. We're going to call ahead if you need us to. Yeah. Um, And everybody in this line gets a private car. Oh, wow. On on the next Hogwarts Express. Like you all get to like your group will get its own car. Yeah. And so we get on to the Hogwarts Express. Mm -hmm. We're on our way to Hogwarts. The doors close. The music and the animation begins. Yeah. And John gets down on one knee in Aww. Hogwarts Express. That's amazing. And he presents me with the fourth book. Mm-hmm. Fourth, fifth book? I can't remember. It's been a while since I've been allowed to be a fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a little bittersweet I to know, the right? story. It, it, you know, I mean, it's, uh, but anyways, it's carved out and it's open to a chapter called like the Infinite Vow or something like that. I don't, sure. Again, it's been so long. Yeah. And there are two little rings inside Aww. and there's a nice letter and it's, you know, a will you marry me moment. Yeah. He swears I said yes. <laughs> I have no memory. Yeah. Um, but I left that car with a ring. Yeah. On so my finger. You said something. <laughs> so I said something. Yeah. According to him, I said yes and now we're married. So, yeah. uh, and so it turns out his plan Mm-hmm. was to make it to Hogwarts for sunset, and he was going to propose to me in front of Hogwarts Castle. Ah, okay. In front of other human beings. I was about to say, I think I would have been not cool mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the universe intervened yeah. with a poopy diaper <laughs> and allowed my husband to get a yes yeah. when asked. Instead of, uh, what the hell are you doing? I would have run away. Yeah, just no. Nope. If I had seen him on his, I, I, I've told him this, mm-hmm. I was like, it would not have been a yes. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> right? I would have been mortified to have that happen in front of other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, the, the the universe really. Saved him on it, that, yeah, I think, it, yeah. It, it played They're a part. They're like, no, no, let's, let's yeah. make sure this happens correctly. I mean, otherwise, like, people don't get private cars. Yeah. Like, you're usually jammed in there with eight other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the fact that, like. We got this private car on our own trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty early, yeah, early days still for that. The two parks and the Hogwarts Express. So, mm-hmm. like, I mean, there's no way to know it, but like, we're probably one of the only people who've ever actually gotten engaged on the Hogwarts Express. Yeah, for like, sure. While it was moving between parks, yeah. Otherwise, you don't have that privacy so not unless you're jammed in there with all your friends i guess yeah maybe the first maybe the only who knows we we haven't heard anybody else who got engaged on the hogwarts express yeah so if you're out there and you want to let me know that i'm wrong shut up (laughs) i'm not i I don't want to hear about it yeah i want it to be special (laughs) so yeah so that was a very special trip and then obviously we went back to the hotel afterwards and like 
made a bunch of phone calls. Yeah, exactly. Got to so, let everyone know. So. But that was a, a very momentous trip. And mm-hmm. we had a great time the rest of the trip as well. But yeah. Obviously that, that one. That kind of takes the cake. Yeah, that yeah. moment takes the cake. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah Certainly definitely the most wins. romantic vacation mm-hmm. we've taken. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. So. So yeah, those are our love stories. Mm-hmm. Tell us yours. Have you yeah. taken any really amazing romantic vacations? How did you get engaged? Yeah. Uh, if it involves the Hogwarts Express, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, do um, not comment. You are, yeah, if, if that's your story too, I don't want to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else, I'm game. Yes, I'm game. 100%. I want to hear all about it. Um, speaking of delightfully romantic things, mm-hmm. we had a chance to speak with author R.K. Ashwick. Uh, by day, R.K. Ashwick herds cats in the animation industry. By night, she writes, bakes, and herds her literal cat around her living room. She lives with her husband and said cat mm-hmm. in California. Uh, this is our interview with author R.K. Ashwick. Welcome to Hoof and Fang Podcast, author R.K. Ashwick. Hello, thanks for having me. We're so excited to chat with you. Uh, One of the best parts about doing this podcast is getting to meet new authors and hear about their work, so we're really excited to find out more about you. Uh, Can you start just by telling us, like, your author origin story? How'd you get to where you are now? Yes. Um, gosh, it was a lot of stubbornness and poor choices. Um, I didn't eat my spinach as a kid. And that's, yeah, that's how I ended up here. <laughs> no, it's um, my origin story, I feel like is fairly common. Um, I have been writing off and on ever since I was a kid. Like many people, I got back into writing during COVID. Um, that is when I wrote my first book, The Stray Spirit. Um, and then I went through the traditional querying route, just as, of course, everybody else was going through that COVID traditional querying route. Hated it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. 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 It was a huge uptick in like the number of submissions they were getting. So, of course, the slow process was much slower. You know, it was the right. worst. Um, While they're all I probably still... trying to figure out how to do that process from home. Right. You know, and not being mm-hmm. in an office and. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. And going through all like the um, the COVID job turnover where people are like, actually, I don't want this um, mm. and like just mm-hmm. rethinking things. And so there were a lot of agents who would be accepting submissions and then being like, actually, I'm no longer an agent. Um, and so, yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> wild. just like a lot of upheaval. Um, so I did that, hated it. Um, but at the same time, I was also uh, joining this is gonna sound crazy. I was joining Tumblr um, and like the writing community there. And there's a lot of authors there. Yeah. Yeah. It's still there. It's It's still still there. there. It is still there. Yeah. Abandoned warehouse of a, Mm -hmm. of a social media site that I love (laughs) so, so much. But um, yeah, I saw a ton of self-published authors uh, just doing their thing there. And I was like, Oh, maybe I could do that. And, and now I'm here. So. That is very cool. Yeah. And you, you have like a creative day job too, right? Yeah. I work in animation production. So cool. Oh, that's cool. I know. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Do you find it's hard to like have, or is there a balance in your day job to, to writing? Like, is it hard to like do so many creative things or does your capacity as a working in animation give you a chance to like step away from that side of your brain and then mm. indulge it when you're writing? Yeah, it um because I work specifically on the production side, I'm not the one actually doing the writing of the drawing. Um, mm. And so it's a lot more um, administration, organization, uh, communication. Um, and it's a, that, that sort of process stuff. It's a different kind of creativity mm-hmm. um, that people right. would normally not call creative. Uh, so, oh, yeah, I so when I write, it's completely different. Um, so yeah. it's kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, I think that's great. I have to do the same thing. Like I have to do the admin side mm-hmm. because my brain can't do creative at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm and, the same way. It's almost like a break. Cause yeah. it's like, you're still contributing to your business, but I, I'm like, if I'm not in the mood to write, if I am not feeling creative, I'm like, Oh, I'll go make like some Canva assets. And it's just like mm-hmm. a totally different part of my brain. So mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. It's good to exercise both. Mm-hmm. Do you find that like, Cause I've never had a job where I was surrounded by creatives. Oh yeah. Good or bad. <laughs> um, 
Oh man, that is such a great question. It's a mix of both. Okay. Uh, I feel like the job environment is so very different and sometimes I take it for granted where I'm like, yeah, we watched a movie today and had popcorn and uh, we did like a craft as like a team building thing. And, you know, some like my family members who aren't in the creative industry are like, you did what? Like, do you yeah. even work? <laughs> that uh, sounds amazing. Yeah, I went to a sad building for eight and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fluorescent um, lights and nobody yeah. talked to me. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so the atmosphere is really different, I would say in a, in a good way, it's much more laid back. Um, but then you also still have to deal with a lot of, um, it, not in my current job, but like in the past overall across the industry, there's a lot of egos and sensitivity in terms of feedback because they're really pouring their heart and soul into what they're making. And so um, you do kind of have to walk on eggshells a little bit. There's still a lot of politics. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, the, the same, like, weird job stuff is there. It's just a slightly different flavor, I would say. Yeah. yeah. So what was the inspiration for your first book? Oh, man. Um, this is going to sound so silly, but I, I knew I really wanted to write something, but I had no idea what. And so I, I downloaded this guide from NaNoWriMo that was like, it was, I think it's meant for like middle schoolers where it's like, think uh. about all the things that you really like and like, what do you want to write about? And then like, start to like, you know, just keywords and phrases and start to put them together. And I'd written down, I just watched Full Metal Alchemist. So I wrote down like bards, caves, forest spirits, um, and then like possession as a dynamic, as like a friend dynamic. And I was like, what can I do with this? And then that's how I ended up coming up with uh, the stray spirit, which is a bard gets a forest spirit stuck in his loot. And so now he has a talking loot um, right at the time where he's about to like have his big break, like his first big performance. Um, and he's like, oh, well, my loot is now talking. Also, spirits are real. This is a lot for me right now. Um, <laughs> and then ends up having to go to his uh, ex-girlfriend, who is a scholar, for assistance. on like, what do I do here? Uh, and they end up uncovering a lot of stuff as they kind of figure out how to get the spirit home. Um, but yeah, it was just me just like mashing bits of Play-Doh together until I figured out what I wanted to write. Oh, that sounds really charming. Yeah. I really like yeah. the premise of that a yeah. lot. Like it's so interesting and I, oh, and I love bards, like bards. I usually play bards and like D and D and stuff. So like, because yep. I'm not musically inclined and I'm not witty in real life, but I like to pretend I am in games. So bards are like, yay. Um, so yeah, being like imagining this poor bard, like I finally made my mark and I'm going to be like the epic bard and be like, Haha, just kidding. Your loot now talks. And like <laughs> I, in the description, you talk about how I guess the spirit is also very chatty and like, like has a very boisterous personality, which I adore. I'd be disappointed if it were anything well, well, that's not I mean, true. If it was a really grumpy loop, yeah, that, that would, would also, also be, be really funny. funny. <laughs> so like, you can kind of go either way, but I'm just imagining this like smart ass loot. This guy's like, shut up, man. Yeah. We got to play this song. Like, <laughs> so cute. I love that. Yeah. It was really cute. And you have a sequel to that book coming out in March, right? Yeah, I do. I just got Plug my the hell out of it. Yes. Cover. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's the spirit. <gasps> well, yeah, it's uh, the cover turned out real nice. I'm very excited about it. All your uh, covers yeah, it's coming are out really in March. pretty. Thank you. Yeah, I want to. So I keep saying in my promo stuff that I want to eat the shiny stones um, <laughs> because they're <laughs> yes. so sparkly and they just look like lollipops and I want to eat them and I can't. Um, but uh, yeah, so in the spirit, well, um, I guess this will contain mild spoilers for book one because they are connected. It's a connected series. Um, but yeah, Emery the Bard. Uh, is now in the big music guild. He's about to like have his debut. Um, Cal is now a more official like scientific researcher, like on like the cutting edge of like, okay, let's figure out like how spirits work and like what this is all about. Cause there's now this community um, or we know that spirits exist. They're everywhere. We need to learn about them. Um, and of course, Aspen is really the first forest spirit in society is the only one walking and talking and chatting with people. And so they are much more elevated than where they were in book one. Um, but they learn that there is a neighboring city that uh, all of their garden spirits, um, it's a, a garden, there's a ton of like little urban gardens in there. All the spirits are dying and they're like, hey, we, we need your assistance. Could you do this while also trying to mm -hmm. get your debut done? 
Um, also, incidentally, there's a social season going on right now, which is a perfect opportunity for uh, Emery to propose to Cal. Um, but he has to try to get that done while also um, saving a bunch of spirits' lives. Mm. So he's going to have a lot of fun in book two. That sounds equally charming. Yeah, I was about to say, it sounds fun and also very stressful. Like, I'm my poor heart breaks. <laughs> like, there's so much going on for that poor guy. But yeah, there's a lot going so on cool. for him. Yeah, um, it's it's a little bit. There's still like a spirit mystery going on, but it's a little bit more gas lamp because we are kind of like diving into the higher society that they're now in. We're diving into the social season and like what are the rules surrounding that. Um, and it doesn't take place in like England or anything. It's very much like a second world gas lamp story. Um, but there are still elements of that because I'm also just I'm a sucker for that sort of thing. So I figured yeah. I would throw it into the book again just adding another little piece of play-doh yeah so this all seems very low angst then uh yes i would say that the the book one stakes are fairly high but the vibes are not particularly like dark or angsty and so it's a it's a higher stakes cozy if you're looking for something that is not all vibes no plot nice that's a lower or higher stakes cozy. Yeah. That's, that's I, I like that, that a lot. That is yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you listed uh, in our little questionnaire legends and lattes as an influence. So that makes sense to me mm -hmm. that there's, there's that cozy element and just like yeah. truly charming story with charming characters, uh, not without uh, conflict, but mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. But the vibe, like you said, the vibe, chill. yeah, it's just more like, <laughs> we're going to get through this and not like the world is ending. And that's, I love that. Right. I love that. That's yeah. more like we're seeing more of those stories come out. I think legends and lattes kind of gave us all permission to write cozy fantasies or at least for mm -hmm. me. Cause I like, now that I'm seeing that more in like our genre, I'm like, yes. Or at the very least it provided, uh, a bridge for an audience that always wanted that. Yeah. And the authors who were always writing it. Like yeah. maybe they just weren't finding each other. Yeah, absolutely. All it took was one, one other person's mm -hmm. COVID NaNoWriMo project. Right. Because you know? mm -hmm. that's what it was for Travis when mm -hmm. he wrote that. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Legends and Lattes was a huge influence specifically for um, Rival Most Vile, which was my second book, which I guess was also kind of a COVID book. Mm -hmm. um, just towards like the latter half of COVID. Um, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I think that there's a lot of older books that are also considered cozy, but Legends and Lattes didn't really bring that kind of subgenre. Like it brought it into the mainstream um, mm -hmm. and did definitely open up like kind of a window of like, oh, we can want these sort of things, particularly again, during COVID when people wanted like lower stakes um, escapism. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so tell us more about Arrival Most Vile. About Arrival Most Vile? About mm -hmm. my Potion Boys? I love yes. my Potion Boys. Yes. Um, so this one is about uh, um, T-shirt with Rival that potion says Potion shops. Boys. Yeah, if you don't have that as merch, you should Potion make, Boys. Yeah, I the would buy that boys? in a heartbook. Yeah. Yes. They're also, so I don't know if you can see it. Like, there's one. There's the other. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, they're also called the Dudes of Brew. Um, in the book, <laughs> that's so cute. Merch, damn it! Yeah, your <laughs> merch really is cute. just like yeah, it's spot on. <laughs> Make it I'll, merch. I'll, I'll, consider it. <laughs> I'll, I'll think about it. Um, but yeah, the uh, it's about two rival potion shops. So um, Ambrose Beak, who is a half elf, um, it's very just much that sentence makes me smile. <laughs> What? Two rival, rival potion, potion shops. shops. Dude, I read the, the like blurb on this and was like, oh, so, yeah, fucking yeah. like, insta buy for me. Like, just, I've got so many nerd questions to ask you here in a second. Just it's, that sentence yeah. makes me smile. Two oh, rival good. potion it, shops. It I want to live smile, in a world. That's why I wrote it. Yes. Like, I live in a sad world where there's like a CVS and a Walgreens across from each other. Right. Boring. I want two rival potion shops. Yes. I love that. Sorry, yeah. I interrupted you, but like just that's no, no. like, sold. I'm I'm there. I mean, that's the three word pitch of it is rival potion shops. But um, yeah, so Ambrose Beak, he has run a potion shop pretty much his whole life. Um, and so his shop is very well established. It's been there for hundreds of years. Um, the gardening shop across the street closes and a new guy, uh, very charming, very handsome, comes in and opens up another potion shop um, directly across the street from him. Um, unfortunately, this new guy, Eli, is very good at marketing, is very personable, while Ambrose is very much not. 
And so Eli starts actually becoming like a commercial threat to Ambrose and his established shop. Um, and what ends up happening is they both need the money, Eli, because he's starting up his new job, Ambrose, because he was hoping to get all these anniversary upgrades done and now can't because Eli is eating into his profits. Um, they both sign up to do a commission for the mayor um, and the mayor commissions them both to do a joint um, project together. And so now they have to work together and then they fall in love. Because of course yes, they do. Because that makes it a <sighs> the best story. Do. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's just so cute. I know. I love it. I'm swooning. Yeah. It's it, and the, of course she showed the cover, but like yeah. the cover's so cool. I love that. I um yeah, Andrew, he did such a good job with the cover. I just like he did the um uh the stray spirit as well. So I got him to do stray spirit and ride the most file. So nice. He did a So I definitely have to just dive into the nerd stuff. So mm-hmm. firstly, I would love to know about your magic system and how you crafted it. Just because I'm like, every time we interview somebody who has cool magic, it's just sprinting me more and more into doing like a high fantasy book. So I'm like, tell me everything. Yes. <laughs> Do it. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So for this book, I, I really wanted to focus on um, basically magical artificing because, of course, magical potioneers, everybody else on the street is some form of you've got a magical jeweler, a magical armor, um, a, an all around artificer. Ambrose's best friend is a wand maker. And so um, rather than having people being born with innate magic or learning it like wizards, um, it's very much all the magic comes from natural resources in the world and you have to infuse it into an item of some kind in order to use it. Um, and so beyond that, um, I had like, there's a couple like rules I specify about like specifically potion making. Um, mm-hmm. But I tried to imply that there's like a whole like huge scientific field surrounding like potions, just like, you know, there's like chemistry in real life um, that like there are scientific journals and there are guilds that have rules about what you can and cannot brew. Um, and there's peer reviews and there are, you know, there's a, there's a potion convention that's going to be in book two where all of these potioneers come together um, and talk about, you know, they do demonstrations and they have panels and Q and A's and um, yeah. So it's a really fun, like nerdy little world that they're in um, that I just get to like play around in for a little bit. I literally just bought the book like while you were talking. <laughs> it's it's pulled already, up on my Amazon. Yeah, I already I'm had it, it up because like yeah. just like as referenced, like so I had had these things in front of me for the interview, but mm-hmm. I was like, just press buy. Yeah, just press buy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I need to get some paperbacks. Can I can freaking... I show? There's also um, so uh, there's illustrations in all of my books. So Stray Spirit Shut up. has like um, <laughs> yeah, she's got art and stuff all over her website. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did not do the illustrations for Stray Spirit. Um, that was Lucia in Spain. I did, however, do the, I'm just looking at them up right now. Um, I did do the illustrations for Rivalmost Vile, and we'll do them for the rest of that series as well. But um, they're uh, scientific diagrams. So I don't know oh, cool. Do you know how happy I am about this? Like the fact that like magic and science are hand in hand or like that is just yeah. my love language. I love that. <laughs> so cool. Do you have a hardback or is that a paperback? Um, This is, so I normally sell in paperback. This is Fox and Wit special hardcover that I love Uh so very much because they gave it a little purple ribbon. Um, And I mean, look at these end pages. They're so, they're so cute. I I wish this was my normal um, thing that I sell. Alas, I, I just sell paperback. Someday. Yeah. No, that's pretty though. Someday. That is so cool. It's really pretty. They, it'll, I think intermittently go back on sale on Fox and Wit's website. Um, it was a whole like book box mm-hmm. this past summer, I want to say. Um, but yeah, I think they occasionally will do another run of just the books. I love that. Yeah. I, can, I, let's tangent on that for a second. Yeah. Like, cause I love when the book boxes team up with an author and they do something special like that. But like, how do you guys find each other? I don't know. They reached out to me. It was crazy. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I, 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 so I've, I've partnered with one, yeah, one book box and that's just because I knew the owner. So (laughs) I cheated. (laughs) Like I knew she was setting one up. So I was like, hi, I write books. She's like, I know jackass. Like, (laughs) but yeah, the fact that you were approached, I mean, that's gold star. I've never been approached. I've just cheated my way into Mm -hmm. one. But yeah, that's that's awesome. I think that's totally valid. But yeah, I, I, 
do not know how they found me, um, but it was very exciting. And it was, it was a pretty easy process too. I mean, like they handled the printing um, and like all I had to do was get them like a special like first page with like a message for me. Um, and then like the cover and like the formatted manuscript and they basically handled everything else. That's awesome. And they did a great job. It's beautiful. Yeah. That's a cool yeah, ass book. Yeah. 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 Nicely done. Yeah. Sorry. Continue with your nerd magic. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nerd magic for sure. Like the, like it being like a scientific, like peer reviewed process for the potions and stuff. That's just, I love that. That sounds so cool. Um, and the other thing I wanted to ask you about is, and I, it probably goes with just like the vibe, but I, I noticed that in your stories, you, you, and correct me if I'm wrong, but just from the blurbs and stuff, it seems like you're not following like the sword and board knights. You're going for the people who kind of elevate the heroes in those stories, like the potion sellers and the bards and things like that. So you're kind of focusing more on the like NPCs of the world and yes. not necessarily like the heroes that like you would play. And I just kind of wanted mm -hmm. to ask like why you decided to go that route instead of the traditional like I'm the knight going to go save the prince or whatever. <laughs> Um, so yeah, as much as I love like the knights and like the wizards with like fire shooting out of their hands, um, it really came from a place of, I am terrible at video games. Um, so like if I'm playing Dragon Age, like I will go out into the field and like hit a few bad guys and then run screaming back to like the safe little village where I can, like, <laughs> go to the market and buy stuff. Basically I'm going back to Rosamond street, which is the street in rival most vile. Um, like those were my favorite places because I knew I didn't have to attack anybody. No one could attack me here. Um, and I was safe and I was like, this is great. This is all I want. And so, um, that led me to games like Harvest Moon and Story of Seasons and other cozy games where mm -hmm. there is no combat and it's just, you're making these friends in this little town. And then I was like, well, I want to, I want to write stories in that setting. I want to write about the little NPCs and the baker that you go and get your stuff from. And like, you know, I know there's a life that the potion maker is leading when the heroes are out doing their thing. So like what's going on there? Um, and yeah, that's- He's having that's, a romantic yeah, rivalry with the guy across the street. <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> so yeah, and you, you got to completely write NPCs. Like I wanted to write about the NPCs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, that sounds like you're playing the game right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds like you're doing a great job. Yeah, <laughs> avoiding <videos>. conflict. I <laughs> yeah. mean, there's no wrong way to play a game, really. So I eventually beat the game. Was I just screaming the whole time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm at the point in my life where I like I have nothing to prove to anyone. So I always put it on easy just so I can feel like a badass. And I just yes. run in, barely dodge, and everyone dies around me. And I'm like, I'm the best. You're just like, we give play them a games mean the look. Same yeah, I just, and they die. And I'm like, yeah, I'm so good at this. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm awesome. thinking if I ever want to write a book, I need to start playing video games. I'm telling you, like, I think it's one of those things that people don't realize that there's so much good storytelling and like it's it's an idea factory for me when I'm playing games because I'm I'm the same way. Like I like Dragon Age. I love Dragon Age. Baldur's Gate, obviously, with a sticker. Um, yeah. And, but I also love like Harvest Moon and Animal Crossing and all that good stuff too. So it's just, but like, I'll play a couple hours of Baldur's Gate and like have an entire world I want to play just because I'm like, I want to do magic shit with vampires. It sounds awesome. So yeah, <laughs> I need to get you into some type of game so you can be like, I know what I want to write. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Really, I'm pulling you that way. Uh, yeah, like I sound so excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. What were you saying? Okay. No, no. I was saying if like, I really want to like be a writer on like story of seasons or something where like, I'm the one who gets to plan like, well, like the little heart events and like, what are the character arcs and like, what are the different people that you meet? I'm like, oh, that'd be so great. Right. <laughs> like, I know I love nothing that. about like actually making games. So. Womp. Yeah, that's what we need to do. We need to find somebody who actually knows how to make games, and then we need to go in as a team and be like, "We'll do the writing. <laughs> like, yeah. Let us do the like the story arcs, but you program it." Like, that's our mission. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds like a great, great. plan. Now we're starting an animation studio because <laughs> <laughs> there's not enough going on. Why not? <laughs> I was going to say we all have time for that, right? Like, that's sure, sure, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. We'll split, you know, split yep. it three ways. We can make this happen. Mm -hmm. Kurt's like, I hate you right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hey, if somebody else is doing the computer stuff, then all right. 
Yeah, that's we'll not my language. I can I can write. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I got it to work. <laughs> I got there eventually. <laughs> oh, sorry, I've lost track of. We yeah, everything. we went on a we full tangent. So Super off. sorry. So books, huh? Yes, books. <laughs> books. Yeah. Okay. Books so nice. you know, we know that your sequel to. The Stray Spirit comes out in March. Mm -hmm. Do you have mm -hmm. a timeline for the sequel to Arrival Most Vile? Or are you able to say like how many books you think will be in that series? Yeah, um, I am hoping I can release A Captured Cauldron in October of this year. Okay. Um, nice. And then if I can continue with releasing two books a year, that means I would actually wrap up both series next year uh, because they're both trilogies. Amazing. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Love a trilogy. Yeah. It's like mm -hmm. three is the magic number for that. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Unless I really like it and then I just want it to last forever. Yeah. That's we say that now. We're gonna be like, you're gonna finish it and we're gonna be like, okay, so but you could do like ten more of them. Mm -hmm. Like there are <laughs> other characters. <laughs> will the do the sequels uh of will the sequel of Arrival Most Vile focus on the same couple uh like the other series does, or is that a, an anthology where it's switched up? It will still focus on Ambrose and Eli, but I'm also adding um, Dawn's POV. She's the wand maker, and she gets um, her own romance as well. Awesome. Aww. I mean, it's okay if girls get romances too, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> you and, oh my God. <laughs> Can't relate, but fine. Listen, I'm a, I'm a disaster by, so I'm, I'm for everything. I'm like, yeah, yeah everybody. Great. I want everyone to fall in love, and I want to read right. about it. I suppose I should be like an advocate for equality and equity or something. <laughs> and not go, ooh, girls, you, when I talk you about girl, yeah, life you girls. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. No, uh, and then, yeah, book three uh, will be similarly, like you'll still follow Ambrose and Eli, but then there will be a third romance going on with a character that you haven't met yet. Nice. We are fans of that. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. And it seems like we're talking to more authors who are doing it. Yeah, yeah, who are like branching out and doing the other pairings and such. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hope that means it's gaining popularity. Yeah, me too. Poor sapphic romances are just like, they're, they're getting there, but they're still just not as popular. And I'm like, no F that like ladies, <laughs> more girls. Yeah. So yeah. At, at the time that we are recording this, uh, the Audi nominations just came out yesterday. Yeah. Uh, which are mm -hmm. like the Oscars of the audiobook world. And like, no sapphic romance, no Aww. sapphic erotica. Oh, really? Yeah. It like it's that's like Yeah. It's like, come on. Yeah, that's that's like, poop. That yeah, that's 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 poop. poop. That's, <laughs> that's sure. just how I feel about that's, it. That's it's crap. That's okay. <laughs> oh did you say poop? Yeah, poop. Oh, I heard boop. Like no, Betty not boop. boop. And I was no, like, poop. that's boop? No. Like boop? Like you would boop a nose? <laughs> No. Have you not heard that slang, Kurt? I don't understand. No. Yeah. Well, that's what the listen, kids are saying. I am fully out of touch with what the kids are saying. So sometimes people say things and I nod. Mm -hmm. Like yes. I understand. I don't. <laughs> I don't get it. I have a, like, I have a resident young person in my life who I send messages to sometimes. I'm like, is this a thing? Yeah. <laughs> Can you translate like, this? Is this a typo or is this like a thing on TikTok? <laughs> like, I need one of those. A resident young person. Yeah. yeah. Be like, can you help me? I'm almost 40 and I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Please help. <laughs> on Instagram, I had to ask. I was like, okay, guys, like, please explain to me what is the Roman Empire meme? I was like, I don't get it. And that, that came was out of nowhere. Dude, hilarious that one was to learn about. just, yeah, same. I was like, what's going on? And I had to Google it like an idiot and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, just what? I was so confused. Yeah. It was, it was, I'm glad I asked um, because I find it so funny. And at the time, mm -hmm. well, I guess I was like earlier this week. So I guess now um, I also am writing a novella um, that'll be part of a secret project. Um, but uh, it's based on, it's like inspired by ancient Rome. And so I was like, oh my God, my Roman empire is the Roman empire right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, That's I am great. that Western oh, wow. man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. That one's also sapphic. So that's right. Ooh, I really like that. All right. That is awesome. Okay. Okay. I'm going to have to bug you about it later since it's a secret project and we can't divulge information yet. So I'm hoping this summer, cause it's like a group project. So I'm hoping Ooh. this summer that we'll be able to talk more about it, but yeah, it's in the very early stages right now. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. 
Well, I, for one, am very much looking forward to a book arriving in the mail in the next week uh, so that I can experience the world you've created. Uh, Is there anything else you would want our listeners to know about? For Spiritwell, I do have ARCs and pre-orders out now. And so I am sending people stickers and bookmarks if you pre-order and fill out my form. I love sending out those envelopes. So really, I get more of a gift than the readers do. Um, And then... uh, that's kind of it. Yeah. And they can find that information at your website, rkashwick.com? Yes. Yep. Um, my website. Great. I'm also on Instagram, um, nominally on TikTok, nominally on Facebook. But yeah, website, Instagram. Awesome. And Sweet. we'll include all of your socials in our cool. uh, show Thank notes you. as well mm-hmm. so that they can, they can easily connect with you. Uh, request those arcs if that's something they're interested in. And definitely go grab a copy of these beautiful books yeah. with these beautiful potion boys. <laughs> You're so excited. I, I love so it. I'm so excited. I'm so it happy. Let so me know cozy and charming and fun. Well, here's the thing. It'll probably be like two years before I get a oh, chance to read a book for fun, but like it's going to yeah. be on my TBR. It will be on the bookshelf mm-hmm. in the background of our videos. Cause like, I'm just excited to have it. And then at some point I'll take a vacation and I'll bring a book. Good. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we reading for fun. That's uh, yeah. We we hoard books, and then people. we'll get like a window of time, and we'll like splurge and just read a bunch. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So awesome. Well, Same. thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us, and uh, we look thank forward you. to chatting with you again next time. Yeah, yeah. Sounds great. Have a good one. Thanks again to RK for taking the time to chat with us. That was a really fun conversation. It really was. Uh, we have the book in our possession now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is, and the illustrations are so pretty. The illustrations in the middle of the book are so cool, mm-hmm. as promised. If you did not watch this episode on YouTube, I recommend going to our YouTube channel mm-hmm. and at least fast forwarding to the parts where she is showing off the illustrations that she did in yeah. the book. It so is cool. So cool. Uh, and that beautiful hardcover edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still want Jealous. One. Yeah. Jealous. Uh, but yes, we love RK and her Potion Boys, and mm-hmm. we strongly encourage all to go check out uh, her work, as, especially Arrival Most Vile, for those illustrations. Yes. Uh, all of RK's social media links are in our show notes, and um, so are ours. Mm-hmm. We hope you're following us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you uh, as far as uh, if you're loving the audiobooks, if you're loving the show, if you're not liking anything, again, we're not interested in that information. Um, if you love us so much, you want to give us money. There's a Patreon for that. <laughs> At oh different God. levels. Mm-hmm. If you want faces, the audiobook in your possession on February 23rd, join our Patreon at the $10 level. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want a really great deal on all of our audiobooks, join at the $5 level. Uh, and once again, you're going to want to come back next week yes. for a special announcement about all those audiobooks. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will be back next week. Yeah, we'll see you then. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>